This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody. Good evening on this Mike Francesa podcast after uh, day one. And we're just catching our breath after day one of this uh, three-day wildcard weekend. And remember, Bet Rivers has a new football squares game, one that'll be fun as we head towards the Super Bowl, where you can win up to $10,000 when you make your football bets. Just check it out on the Bet Rivers and Play Sugar House apps. And remember, for all of your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey, Play Sugar House in Connecticut. Uh, we come to you, of course, from the uh, Bet Rivers app and from the uh, Bet Rivers network, uh, and of course, are available to you wherever you go for your podcasts. Uh, and we bring you uh, podcasts, and we will after each of these three days uh, after a wild Saturday. But you know what? We're used to saying that. You know, that in the NFL, you know that anything and everything. Is possible. You just wait around and you don't know what's going to happen. Let's take it one game at a time. We will take the rather matter of fact game first. The Niners 41 23 win over the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, nobody, nobody anywhere gave the, the uh, Seahawks any chance. And rightly so, because the Niners have been as hot as any team in football. And let's be honest, the Seahawks played a great first half. They really did. They didn't make any mistakes. Geno Smith played really well. Uh, Metcalf was eating up Ward. And Metcalf had a tremendous game, two touchdowns and about 140 yards of real estate. I mean, he did a great job uh, in the game. Uh, but they actually led 17-16 after a 17-point second quarter, went into the half, stunning the Niners, 17-16. Now, there was an incident right before the half that dealt with Samuel and two defenders for uh, Seattle, and the head coach said that that inspired the Niners in the second half, but the Niners got their game going, I thought Purdy was very tight early. He missed wide open receivers. He was very tight. He was very lucky he didn't have a couple of big picks in the first half. He threw the ball in the wrong spots. He was very tight. Hey, he's a young kid. He's a guy who is a rookie. He's a guy who was picked late in the draft, the last player in the draft. You knew he'd be a little tight. He had to knock that off. He did knock it off. He knocked it off and finished with a terrific game as they had a wonderful second half, an overpowering second half. But let me tell you and be fair about this game. This game was a blowout in the second half. And it was, remember, 41-17 before, the, uh, before Seattle got a late, meaningless touchdown. But three plays 
change this game. Three plays and three plays alone, and that was it. Number one, at 23-17, Seattle has a field goal. They have an absolute lock field goal. Instead, Gino gets sacked, fumbles the ball. First big mistake for Seattle. That's number one. Number two, okay, number two, he throws a pick that breaks the game open because after a touchdown, it brings the ball right back to the Niners. But the third play that iced it and really broke the game open, those two turnovers were one and two. The third one was the Debo, uh, was the pass to Debo Samuel to the left that went for 74 yards and a touchdown because the blocking was so good downfield. Nobody blocks better than the the nine wide receivers. And 74 yards for the touchdown. So those two turnovers, otherwise that game is 23-20, and Seattle's playing really well, and they're having a lot of trouble handling Metcalf. And they're having a lot of trouble handling Geno Smith. And it would have been 23-20. Instead, it's 23-17. Then they tack a score on, and they're up two scores, and then they break the game open with the Debo Samuel. That made it 38-17. So the bottom line is they broke it open on two turnovers and the big pass play to Debo. But But Purdy played really well second half. He had, a, he had a shaky first half. He was outplayed by Gino in the first half. But he had a tremendous second half and wound up 18 for 30 for 332. Three touchdowns, ran for a fourth. McCaffrey chips in with 119 rushing on 15 carries. Samuel chips in with six for 133, okay, and a touchdown. Ayuk had 73 yards of real estate and some key blocks. They got it from everybody. They got it from everywhere. And they go on to a 41-23 win. Give Seattle credit for just being in the playoffs. And the Niners continue on and are going to be a very, very tough out in the NFC. So that game goes as expected. They will sit and wait who they will play. Next week, the games will be hosted by the Eagles and the Niners. We know that. Okay, let's see what happens, though. It depends on who wins these games before we match up the opponents. Now, we get to what was one of those second games that will be talked about, that will be analyzed, that will go in the annals, because this was the third time. And remember, this year, one thing you learned about the NFL this year, no lead was safe. Just ask the Raiders. No lead was safe. You saw 33-point lead fall apart. You saw 21, 20, 22, 20 leads in the fourth quarter fall apart. So the fact that this game was 27 nothing charges because Jacksonville could do no right. You all know that I'm a Lawrence fan. He had a nightmare. He gets one tip. That's interception number one. The second one really wasn't on him. Because Asante Samuel had a huge game with three intercepts, knocked the receiver out of the way and took the ball. That was a bad job by the receiver. 
That was number two. Interceptions three and four were clearly his fault. Absolutely his fault. And he winds up throwing four interceptions midway through the first half. And that game is sitting at 27 nothing. after one of the blockers on the return game on the punt return team has the ball bang off the top of his helmet, which is the fifth one. So now it's 27 nothing, charges with minutes left in the first half. And it was critical, critical that Lawrence hit Ingram for a touchdown with 28 seconds left in the first half. That score, nothing in this historic comeback happens if they don't go into the halftime, if they don't go into the locker room, if they don't go into intermission with that score on the board. If they don't get that score, it doesn't happen. That score at least gave them a reason to listen and to hope and to believe that they could turn it around. And instead of it being 30-something nothing or 27 nothing or whatever, when you're down five turnovers in the first half, the 27-7, and let's be honest, the third quarter wasn't pretty. First of all, the officiating in this game was horrid. They missed calls both ways. They, missed, they, let, the, they let the deep backs pummel the wide receivers. They missed a false start that had Bosa going crazy, which turned out to be a critical play in the game, which was his second 15-yard penalty. This one allowed them to go for two instead of one and actually led to being uh, a big part of the difference in the game. But give Lawrence a lot of credit. You cannot have a worse nightmare than he had. At one point, his quarterback rating was zero. I'm sure there was a way it was probably below zero. And he wound up after four first-half intercepts. When he had 50 yards passing, he had four intercepts. He wound up with 288 yards passing, four touchdown passes to go with those four interceptions. He's the first guy to throw four interceptions in a playoff game and win the game. They're also the first team that we have been able to find that was minus five in turnovers in the history of the postseason and won. The chance of that are over one in a hundred. If you are minus three in turnovers in the playoffs, you lose 93% of the time. That's if it's three, you lose 93% of the time. I don't know what the percentage is for four, but for five, it must be infinitesimal. Five, zero in turnovers. But that doesn't mean that the Chargers didn't do some bad things in the second half. They did. First of all, how do you have a 27-0 lead at, with a minute left in the half? Okay, how do you have a 27-0 lead with a minute left in the half and have a 
30, 30 to 14 lead in the third quarter and wind up for the game with your big back having 13 carries and your quarterback having thrown 43 times. You have to do a better job running the football and working the clock in the second half than the Chargers did. They threw way too many passes. And it was a critical, two critical errors. Number one, they missed the field goal. After they thought, I thought, now maybe you folks will disagree, and I'd like to see it again, but I thought the roughing the passer they called against Jacksonville that gave them the field goal attempt and let them run five minutes off the clock at that time early in the fourth quarter was a terrible call because it seemed like they blew the whistle and those guys tried to stop and it seemed to me like he lost his balance. I didn't think he got thrown down. I thought that was a rough call. But there were a lot of bad calls in this game. The officiating in the NFL has not been good. We know how bad it was in the Seattle Ram regular season game. The officiating is just not very good. They have to improve the officiating. There was a lot of things wrong with this game tonight. But that was critical that they missed that field goal. Because that would have given them 33 points. And number two, Bosa on the touchdown that brought the game to 30 to 26. Thought that the tackle had committed a false start. So he, after getting a 15-yard penalty for cursing out the referee, took his helmet off and slammed it on the field. Now, remember, he was also called on a critical offsides that negated a, a... turnover. I mean, they gated a, a, a sack that would have stopped one of their touchdowns. Not the play, but the drive. Because it would have been fourth and forever. He was clearly offsides, though. There wasn't any question. He was offsides by a good yard. But he was mad about that, too. And so he takes his helmet off being the selfish jerk that he is and slams it down at a critical time. So now they decide with a quarterback who has a lot of height and long arms that they have practiced the play from the one-yard line on the two-point conversion where he just sticks the ball over the end zone and, you know, sticks the ball over the line and it's a touchdown, which is exactly what he did. Now it's 30-28 instead of 30-27 which means instead of overtime, if they give them a field goal in the final seconds, they lose. And, of course, what happened? They had a fourth down play. They took Etienne and ran him around the end. He ran it down the field into chip shot field goal range. They had only had one timeout to go into the final minutes of the game with. One they lost on a about a 10-yard completion that they challenged, which I would not have challenged. It wasn't worth it. It looked like he caught it, number one. Number two, it wasn't a long enough play to worry about. And it cost him a key field goal, a, a key turnover, a timeout. They only had one left, which they used to ice the kicker 
to no avail. And Jacksonville, from 27-0 down, completes the third biggest postseason comeback in NFL history. So here is Lawrence in this his second season, where his team has come back from two and six to make the playoffs. Last week had a shaky game and the defense bailed them out and they beat Tennessee to win the division. Has a nightmare first half, as bad a first half as a young franchise quarterback, and that's what he is. He's a franchise quarterback, as we know, and will be for years to come. But this was his first playoff game. You expect there to be some jitters. Instead, he has a nightmare first half, as bad as anybody can ever have. And is able, and you can tell by his temperament, he does not let things bother him. It's a good quality he has, comes back and leads his team by putting up a touchdown pass at the end of the first half and then three touchdown passes in the second half. And I thought the one that really was absolutely critical was after the field goal, after the field goal, to make it 30-14, which really could have easily taken life out of Jacksonville. Any score by them could have taken life out of Jacksonville. But after that, they came right back, and he hit the play they'd been looking for all, you know, have been looking for the whole game. He hit the play to Zay Jones, 39 yards for the touchdown, audibled it, went to the deep look, hit him, he got behind the defense, easy touchdown, and now with just 50 seconds left in the third quarter, it's 30-20, and they are in the game. 30-14, they are on the fringes of the game. They're one good possession, one big play by the Chargers are being knocked out. But at 30-20, they had a whole quarter to play, and they were back in the ball game. He When he hit that number, which woke up the stadium, my understanding people had to re-enter the stadium, because they were leaving the stadium at halftime, they re-entered the stadium. And the stadium then was going nuts in the fourth quarter. And then when it got to 30-28 with five minutes left, the place went absolutely upside down. And they knew they might be watching something special. So quarterbacks grow at, at different speeds. But when you think about Lawrence's maturity and his move into the top echelon of quarterbacks, where he's headed, you will think about this game as the one that he shook off insane adversity. Four first-half interceptions does not happen in the postseason. 
He hadn't thrown a first period. He hadn't thrown a first quarter interception this year. He threw four in the first 20 minutes of the, of the game. And he had to methodically bail this team out. And he did. Bit by bit by bit. And finally, they finally took the lead to end the game. Finally. You know, he hit Jones, then he hit Jones, then he hit Ingram, then he hit Kirk, and then finally the field goal, which won it with no time on the clock. They get the field goal, the 36-yarder that gives them a 31-30 victory and a 27-point comeback that will be talked about forever in playoff football. But this one, especially because whenever, whenever a quarterback is having a nightmare, I mean a nightmare, they're going to say, hey, you can shake it off. You can do it. Remember, remember what Trevor Lawrence did to the Chargers. Now, the Chargers, under the couple of years stewardship of Staley, have had some rough defeats. They did some good things in this game tonight. They obviously were missing wide receivers. They had guys compensate very well. They... You can question some of the things they did in the second half. You wonder how upset ownership gets because there have been a lot of rumors buzzing around about his future if he lost the playoff game. And to lose it after having a 27-point lead with a minute left in the first half, you wonder how ownership deals with that, especially with Sean Payton out there. And a lot of rumors about Sean Payton. Remember, he's not going in the walls now. That had been out there for months because he still belongs in the walls for two more years. That he might actually go back there. But that's not happening. New Orleans announced yesterday that they're bringing Dennis Allen back and that they will seek substantial compensation to, for the team that wants to make Sean, they're, they're going to give Sean their blessing. They hope he comes back in coaches this year because they want to get a substantial, you know, bounty for the fact that they own two more years of Sean's life uh, under contract. But he will not be coaching them. Will he be coaching the Chargers? Will he be coaching the Broncos? Will he be coaching another team? Will he be coaching the Dallas Cowboys if they lose on Monday night? It all remains to be seen. But now Jacksonville will be heading most likely, most likely, not officially, but most likely, you can see that Cincinnati and Baltimore facing the quarter. I mean, Cincinnati and Buffalo facing the quarterbacks they face tomorrow will most likely win setting up Cincinnati at Buffalo next week. And that would put Jacksonville in Kansas City. 
against the explosive Chiefs in a game where they obviously will be playing with house money. They've had their amazing moment. They can go in and play fast and loose and give it their best shot against one of the heavy favorites to win it all. So Niners win and get a real big second half from Purdy. Jacksonville comes from 27 points down and gets a huge second half from Trevor Lawrence after a nightmarish first half. And that's just day one. Three big games tomorrow. Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo, a big favorite because Thompson will quarterback. And let's be honest. Here's all you have to look at. Allen has accounted for 45 touchdowns this year, either running or passing. Thompson has accounted for one. Burroughs has accounted for 42. Huntley has accounted for three. Those are tough matchups in the postseason. Hard to see Baltimore win in Cincinnati. Whether it's Huntley or Brown, it sounds like it's going to be Huntley to stop him. He and Brown might both play, but we know that Lamar won't. And it, we have been told that Thompson will start for the Dolphins. And the Dolphins, who have the weapons to give the Buffalo a really hard time, just don't have the trigger man to get the job done. So you have... The Bills hosting the Dolphins at one, the Giants and the Vikings in what should be a tremendous game. They played a tremendous game. They should have another one tomorrow in the 430 slot. And then Cincinnati hosting Baltimore at night. And then Monday night on the holiday weekend, Monday night, Tom Brady and the Bucks hosting the Dallas Cowboys with a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on the Dallas Cowboys. Who continue to have big, big problems in the postseason. And are just very much the little girl with the curl. They can be very, very good or horrid. Wild card weekend off to a wild, wild start. So check out everything on the uh, Bet Rivers app. Play the squares game. For all of your wages on all the NFL games, you get to match up your squares, you know, the boxes, 10 across one way, 10 across the other way, final scores. You can win up to $10,000. We'll be with you tomorrow uh, after they play the three games with obviously uh, special attention paid to the Giants postseason game tomorrow. Exciting to have the Giants back in the postseason. And then, of course, the Monday Nighter as we go through this very new and very different wildcard weekend with six games. Six games. And two of them down today. San Francisco 41-23 over Seattle after trailing 17-16 at half. And Jacksonville with the historic, historic win, 31-30, with a field goal in the final seconds to come from 27 points down, to come from 20 down at the half, 27 down 
in the final minutes of the first half. Down 27 nothing. Then down 27-7. The Chargers only scoring three points in the second half and falling by a point. Devastating defeat. One of those thrilling victories that, hey, just fuels a team. Kansas City is going to be an excited club this evening. They're a young club, and they're an excited one, led by a young quarterback who is uh, carving out his own niche. And today, he took a wild route to his first playoff win, one he'll never forget. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.